So the second point uh, or the second um, sign that's on our list is empathy. The first one was love, the lack of love. Number two is empathy, the lack of empathy, the lack of empathy. First of all, let's look at what empathy is, what empathy is. The first definition states it's the ability to understand and feel or recognize and or participate in the thoughts and feelings in a situation from another's perspective and from their point of view in that time and the time after. This one states you are able to see a person's situation or feel their feelings and emotions from a first-hand standpoint as though it was yourself. This one states, basically, you are able to identify with what they are going through and feeling at the time while feeling these emotions as your own, you're able to come into a solution. That's powerful. And that's the truth. That's why so many empathic people get so messed up. I'm going to say it again. That's why a lot of empathic people get jacked up in so many situations. Because not only do we feel that or we feel what they're feeling at the time and the, the solution comes to us, we think we're supposed to solve everybody's problem. Mm-mm. And I'm going to need you to get delivered from that ministry right now. Right now. That is, a, that is a form of people bondage. And this is where it stands from. This is where it's rooted from if you come up in one of these homes. I can't stress that enough. I'm going to say that again. Even though you have or you feel you may have the solution to whatever someone's going through at the time, you don't always have to be so readily available. That is a form of people bondage. We we need we need to get you delivered. I've been there. Get delivered from that today, that ministry today. We're gonna let that ministry go. Because sometimes um, you may be interrupting someone's um, growth or someone's test. It may be something that they're training for, that, you know, that the creator have them training for, that God has them training for at that time. And here's what I come to tell you. I'm a witness. Narcissistic people know these type as a matter of fact they look for these types and you may say why why is it i'm so readily available in these situations again take a look at your childhood i mean a a a close look not through the eyes of what somebody else told you or see this is what we have we have we get tripped up too and I, I don't don't do this if you you haven't started your healing journey because some of us and I was one of the one of those that to think about my childhood was it was a complete trigger a, a absolute trigger 
it was an absolute trigger until you know I started getting help to find out, you know, to start separating dealing with each one of these triggers because I found out that it wasn't I used to say my addiction, but it's that addiction because I'm delivered. Um it was I found out, I came into the revelation it wasn't the the addiction. It wasn't the the whatever I was taking. It wasn't that wasn't what was causing the addiction. If if the drugs, let's say that it was the trigger behind why I took them. Here's the thing. Some of us were so traumatized. Again, if you're, you, I don't know why people think everything has to be physical for someone to be traumatized. It's just, it's just stupid for me. But if your little brain was stimulated from from anything, you know, you would replace everything that has ever happened to to you through the eyes of the good memories and that's what people around you do when you attempt to tell them what you've been through certain people okay well we forgive everybody but certain people i mean it is what it is you're just coming to into the knowledge of what it is you've been going through now, for those in your those of those who are in your family, okay, they haven't taken the time to go get help. Uh, help. I was diagnosed from narcissistic abuse, so they, come at me. Come on, they they love to t- they love to give false medical reports. So when you come up with the real one, they don't want to be bothered. That's another thing. Narcissistic family, they hate the truth and they hate facts. They hate proof. Nevertheless, beloved, be encouraged. It's coming. But you look at things through the eyes of all the good memories, and you can't do that. But if you haven't started your healing journey, you're going to still rely on whatever coping mechanism you have. Each one of us, I mean, I'm going to speak for myself, but when we do have a conversation separately, because we don't never get together in a room, um, my siblings, everything is Every memory, every memory that we have that's good is with our dad, and more than likely it was traveling. Either or. Either or. Either or. So I was saying that to say this, when you're looking back over, um, when you are able to look back and, you know, you start assessing the situation, and it, it's going to get easier. It's hard in the beginning, but it's going to get easier. That's if you truly want to be well from everything that you've been through. And that's God's intention for you to be well. He said, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper as your soul prosper. That means your mind, your your soul, your will, body, and emotions. You know? So he wants you to be in health. And he wants you prospering. Okay, so, so say you now you're able to look back.
you're able to look back. And you'll see some things, or you'll begin to ask questions like, why do I overshare? Or why am I always the one in a situation where you're the giver? I had someone laughing last week. And that's another thing, beloved. That's a form of you letting you know that you're healing and healed. Especially when you could have a hearty laugh with somebody else about these Mephistophelians. You getting there or you there. I had them laughing. I was telling them how I had, quote unquote, a best friend or someone I was trying to be best friends with. Mind you, they throw me on the bus um, (laughs) every chance they got. But here's the thing. How can you be best friends with someone who didn't know how to drive, let alone had a car? I was the driver for years. Not being facetious against them, that's my judgment call. That's my decision because look at it like this. I was always there. When I say always there, kids sick, spousal problems, whatever it was, I was always there. How could they possibly be there for me? And how could I possibly have an attitude? Because I went into the situation knowing you couldn't drive. Been knowing all your life. So that was my stupidity running around here talking about you as my best friend. That, that, what I'm saying is, we need, why, 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 why was that my best friend? Because they was readily available. They was there. They was already there. And check that list when you start getting, getting on your healing journey with God going to, He's going to start separating people anyway, so. <laughs> but what, they could call me? Here go that, I'm empathizing. I could tell you some stories, listen, I could tell you some so- stories, like, it would just blow your mind. However, why do we do, why do we do that? Or why did we do that? You even choose friendships or relationships or go places or just make choices period based off of empathetic judgment and a lot of people they mistake empathy and sympathy for being the same thing and they are not your empathy shouldn't move you you notice when Christ was doing things it was specifically it was specifically say when he was touched and moved with compassion it would be very specific. Just imagine this. It said in his hometown, he could do no mighty works. You know the need was there. You know he was probably moved all over the place. He wanted to help here, help there. You know he did. Because, But because something was lacking, he was limited. It didn't say he didn't do nothing. It said he couldn't do no mighty works. 